Hello, God loves you. Thank you for tuning in to the Almost a Wife podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, losses, and successes on my social media outlets so I can connect with you. Visit me on Instagram at almost.awife. And don't forget to connect with me on Facebook at Almost a Wife. And by the way, I'm also on YouTube by searching Almost a Wife Podcast. Remember, God loves you and so do I. Hello, 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 hello. Thank you so much for joining in. This is episode four of Almost a Wife, but it's still possible. My name is Dimitri Farr, and I'm here to just talk today about choosing God. Just choose God. So I had to think about what I wanted to talk to you guys when it pertained to that. And what came to mind was it's that simple. When you choose God, you're choosing freedom. What I mean by that is this is where you're turning everything over to him because you're choosing him. You're choosing his love. You're choosing his peace, his understanding. You're just choosing him above everything else. And it took me a long time to get to this spot, you know, to get to where I am right now. And when you choose him, that means you have a true relationship with him, meaning you understand him a little bit more. You have that intimate time with him, that one-on-one time. And I have to admit, man, from all the things that I have experienced, even in this last two weeks, providing intimate time with God seems so almost impossible. But you have to be intentional when it comes to that. So that's why you just got to choose him consistently, right? So what does that mean? Having a relationship with him. Well, that's praying to him. That's singing to him. That's worshiping him. That's reading his word. The main thing with our relationship with God is, is understanding exactly what he wants from us. And when we choose him, we're choosing a lifestyle. It's more than just the words in the Bible, but it's living the words from the Bible. And can it be uh, a little bit taxing? It can. I'm not going to lie. Is it the easiest thing to do? It is extremely hard for some people, but that's because most times we're overthinking it because we're thinking about all the things that we cannot do, right? And if you just can't think of all the things that you can't do, you got to think about all the things that you can do. What are the things that you are getting once you have that relationship with him? What peace are you going to have? What love, what joy, what freedom that you have in him when you truly, truly, truly choose him? And like I said, it took a long time for me to get to this point. Now, when you're in a good relationship, you don't hurt the person that you love. And I think I spoke about that in my love episode where I talked about, you know, when you're in a good relationship, I'm not even going to say good relationship. When you're in a healthy relationship, it is a choice and it is intentional. So even with your relationship with God, and I think that we sometimes take away from that or we don't, we separate our relationship with God from the relationships that we have from people day to day. And I think it's mainly because we are not able to see him, right? But the thing about it is we also don't see a toothache, but we know that we got it because we feel it. And that's 
kind of the same kind of concept that I use when it comes to God. I may not be able to see him, but I feel him. He talks to me. His presence is there. Holy Spirit is constantly there every single time when I need him, when I go into that intimate space, my secret spot or my secret place with him. Holy Spirit is there. God is there. So I treat God with that respect. Now, do I always treat him with that respect? Absolutely not, because there are times when I am upset. There are times when I don't understand. There are times when I'm just completely frustrated just from the situation or the day-to-day activities. I mean, man, so many things have come my way. I could go on and on and on. But at the end of the day, I'm thanking God that I have breath that I can breathe, that I have my eyes to see, that I have my limbs that I can walk and talk and move about without any error. So I am grateful for another opportunity to fulfill my purpose in life. And it was just when I started this podcast, and I am 41, that I fully understand now what my purpose is. And that is being here, talking to you all and encouraging you all through whatever traumas, whatever shortcomings, whatever fears, whatever situations that are stopping you from living your life in God. Again, I know it's not the easiest situation. I know it doesn't seem like you can get through it. I know it seems like I don't understand, but there are some situations that I do understand because I've been in those hard places, those desolate places where I have been depressed. There have been those times when I have cried myself to sleep. There have been times when I've cried myself to sleep from loneliness, from hurt, from being misunderstood, from being mistreated, from being set apart, right? I understand that. So you can't, you can try to tell me that I don't understand, but there's a lot that I do. And I do, I'm grateful that there are some things and some traumas that I didn't experience. You know, I'm super grateful. So there's always something that you can thank God for, for not experiencing, for situations that he didn't allow to happen. Maybe there was um, that relationship that you truly, truly wanted. Or maybe it was a place or a vacation that you really wanted to go on. Or maybe it was a job that you really wanted to get, but God said no. And most times we don't understand. Man, let me tell you, I went through a whole process last year, last year starting in July, July, August of last year, 2019. I started the process of wanting to purchase a home, a house, right? Went through the process. I went to some classes to help get my credit straight. Um, I even had been displaced from my apartment. And so a good friend of mine, hey, Danielle, allowed me to, to stay with her for a bit so that I could get these things into place. And I thank God for even that situation because I never thought that that would even occur, that uh, someone, and she's she's a close friend of mine from the uh, church that I attend, and she just opened up her home to me and my boys, her and her son. Hey, Mac. Um, I really appreciate her and I will forever love her for opening up her doors to my sons and I for us to be able to live and stay there. And during that time, oh my goodness, I learned so much about me, so much about my boys because we had no other choice but to be in close quarters. And so I was able to talk to them. I was able to be close to them. I was able to hear them. And we were, you know, together in, in one room for a significant amount of time. And in that time, I learned even grace that God 
has provided more grace than I ever thought. I was traveling a good 45 minutes to an hour one way to drop them off at school. I had to leave the house at 5.30 and 5, yeah, leave the house about 5.45 in the morning to get them to their before school program at 6.45. Then I would leave there, I would go to work and that was where my intimate time came because I intentionally went to work early so that I could have time with God, where I could study his word, I could do devotions, I could listen to music and worship and just lift him up and praise him while I was at work. And this is before I got on the clock, okay? So I had this time with him where I spent with him and then I would get off from work. Then I would have to um, well, travel during the work because I had to go to different locations with my job and then get off from work and go pick them up and then travel. And now, mind you, Charlotte, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, which I love Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, but I had it's not good for traffic. So after picking them up, from um, after school, then I would go to church. And that was still a good 30 minutes away from their school because of traffic, sometimes 40 minutes, right? So I would still attend whatever trainings or classes that we had at church. I would be at rehearsal, worship prep, getting ready for that. I would do midweek gatherings and all of these things that I was still doing. And then at that point, we would then go home because it was still about a 25 minute drive from the church to get to her house. Right. So I was dedicated. I was I was there. And I'm telling you all the work that I did, it came down to it to where. It was my debt to income ratio. I'm not sure if if people, I'm pretty sure many of you have gone through the process of purchasing a home, but your debt to income ratios talks about how much income you bring in versus how much debt you have. And unfortunately, I don't make enough money income on my own to counterpart the debt to income ratio in order for me to solidify a loan by myself. And so when I could not go through that process and that did not happen at the end, I was crushed. It hurt me so bad that I had gone through all this. I had got my credit straight. I'd done everything I needed to do. I paid things off. My credit score is never the way that it has been ever in my life. Thank God. I now considered having good credit and And then God said, no, that hurt me. It hurt me so, 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 so bad. And I didn't understand. And even during that time, CJ was there for me to help me. We were house looking at houses. We were, you know, looking at things, making sure that things were going to work because in our minds, we were, you know, planning to eventually get married. And so we were going to, um, at some point, live in the home together. So he was helping me. You know, he would go with me to look at it. The boys would go look at it. And I mean, all these things, you know, time invested. And it it was nine months of going through this process, right? I mean, literally light labor, you know, pregnancy. You know, you're carrying your child and you're going through, even though pregnancy is 10 months, they don't, they tell you it's, it's nine, but it's 10, 40 weeks. But went through that whole process and there was no house. And it just hurt me to no end. But I didn't understand. But I understand it now. Because had I had that home, I wouldn't be able to sustain it by myself. I wouldn't be able to sustain it because now I don't have CJ. And I didn't know that. So I understand it now. 
but it was so hurtful then. So sometimes God tells us no for a reason. Now, do I believe I'm going to get a home at some point? Absolutely. It is coming. How it's going to come? I'm believing that I'm going to be debt free. How that's going to happen? I do not know. But you know what? This year, 2020 is the year of the mouth. That's what this year stands for. It's your words. So I'm speaking into the atmosphere and I continue to say, I don't even say I'm, um, I'm going to be, I am debt free. That's how I'm communicating. I am debt free. It's going to happen. I have no clue. I don't have an answer. So don't ask me because I don't do at me as they say, because I have no clue, but I am trusting and believing because I have that supernatural faith that God is going to do something miraculous in order for these things to take place because I'm speaking it and I'm believing it. I'm trusting his word. I'm loving on him. I am abiding in him. And even with all the things, the shortcomings that have come my way, it has not deterred me. And I'm still believing that these things can happen. And that's because I am choosing him. So the way that I continue to do that is by talking to him and taking care of God. And again, I uh, let me be completely honest. No, I do not do everything I'm supposed to. But the thing of it is, I don't allow myself to stay there. Even if I have those moments of hurt or despair or loneliness, I don't allow myself to stay there. Yes, you should allow yourself to feel those things. Yes, you should allow yourself to cry. I was, man, even Sunday, it took everything in me to, I'm just a person who doesn't like to cry. That's just something I don't do. And I even had a conversation with one of my good friends, hey, Tanisha, about crying and what that was about. And in my mind, crying um, signifies weakness. Although I know that's not true, but that is something that I just put inside of myself to not allow myself to do. So I will suppress the tears. And most times when you're so overwhelmed, when things are going on, Tears is a release for you. It's a freedom. So Sunday, I was having the conversation with um, Tamisha and Deanna. Hey, girls. And I had a true release. And this was before I had my live that I did with you all. And because I'm telling you, choosing God and choosing this podcast has been also a struggle. And I spoke about this even then because I realized that my situation I was saying the wrong words. I thought that I had a commitment issue, but really my issue was or is discipline because I can start something. I can be hype about it. I can get it done for about a week or two. Then after that, it's like, oh, I got to I got to keep doing it. I got to be consistent. I have to show up every single time, even doing it today after the day that I had. Oh, my God, I am still here (laughs) recording making sure that I'm able to encourage you to let you know that even in my day, the rough day that I had, I'm still here to be consistent and to encourage you all to keep pushing through no matter what the day is. Because even though it was a rough, long day, I'm still here. God still loves me. He's still encouraging me. And just me even thinking about him has brought a pep in my step because I'm here. I'm able to talk to you. I'm able to encourage you to let you know that you can't let any situation, no matter how bad it is. And God knows, I understand it's easier said than done. I understand about grief and loss. I understand about wanting something that you cannot have. I understand about being lonely. I understand being rejected. I understand about abandonment. I understand those emotions. 
But even though those emotions come and they try to attack you, that's where you have to have your spirit, your inner man has to be fed continually. Even if you just say, Jesus, 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 things happen at the name of Jesus. So you take that time and you pray, pray to God and ask him for whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever it is that you're suffering from, choose God. Because I guarantee you, once you choose him, it'll be the best choice that you have made. One thing I do want to say is as I got um, older um, and I was younger, I was thinking that my relationship with God was just going to get by based off of my grandmother's relationship, right? My grandmother, oh my God, her name was Mabel Louise Stroman Farr. And she passed away in 2018, October. And she was my legal guardian since I was eight years old. And so she loved on me. She instilled Christ in me. We went to church every Sunday. We went every Wednesday. We've actually had two, three services some Sundays. Um, there was rehearsal, choir rehearsal. There was vacation Bible school. There was all, con- I mean, conventions, some church, okay? Church, church, church. But I'm saying this because she is the one who I thought because she loved God that I could hold onto her coattail and just get by because of her. And it didn't take me until I came into Charlotte, North Carolina in 2014, 16, sorry. And that's when I really became or allowed myself to have a true relationship with God to understand who he was. But you understand that you're doing that because you love him, right? Then my next question that I have for these, for young people is, well, the first one was, you know, are you going to get by because of your parents? Is that what that is? Or are you going to choose God for yourself? Then my next question is, you know, do you serve because you want to? I know there are a lot of young people that are out there and they're serving and they're doing things in the church, but is that because your parents told you to do it? Or are you forced to do it? Or is it something that you truly want to do? If you're on the praise and worship team or the, the dance team or are you helping with the media or or even if you're helping to teach the little people, is that something that you want to do or are you doing it just for the sake of doing it? I know for me, when I serve, it's because I love God. Serving is another form of worship. Many people don't understand that, but it truly is. Or do you even serve at all? Do you just come to church, say amen, hallelujah, listen to the songs, cry, snot, be at the altar, and then go back to doing your day-to-day, whatever you feel like you need to do? And even if you do do those, those things, I'm not condemning you. I'm not talking about you. I'm just questioning where your heart is. Do you love him? Do you want to get to know him? Or is it just out of obligation? And all I'm saying is, check your heart. And choose him because God loves you no matter what. The next question is, are you there because your friends are there? Right? Are you doing it because of other people? Are you there because your your girl there or your, your boyfriend there? Or do you truly have a relationship with God? What's your reasoning for being connected to the church, for serving? 
That's just my, just some questions to ask yourself. Do you have a true relationship? And do you even think of, and this is a great significant question. Do you even think of God like your physical father? Because there are a lot of us out there who are treating God as if he's your actual biological father. That is so unfair. Now, if you had your father in your life and he was immaculate and he was there for you, he supported you, he encouraged you, he brought positivity into you, he fed into you, he encouraged you, he loved on you, then that is like, that in itself is like God. But then there are some of us who didn't, even like myself, I didn't have my father throughout my childhood. And um, I believe that he made the best choices that he thought that was best for me and my brother at the time. And I'm not upset with him because I have forgiven him after talking and understanding the situations. But at some point, I think I truly was treating God as if he was my father. And I would distance myself from him because I felt abandoned, because I felt rejected, because I felt like I wasn't good enough. And God is so far from that. And this, again, is not to condemn my father or to talk about him in a negative way because I love him dearly. I'm just letting you know, as a young person who was trying to understand and relate in my own way, that's how I related my relationship to God, right? And so what I'm saying to you is, we it is unfair for us to treat God like our physical father because he's nothing like our physical father. He's beyond what we could ever ask or think, even as a God, as a father, as a a. a, a a living being that is is that wants nothing but the best from us. And I know people go to the word and say, well, he says, don't do this and don't do that and don't do this and don't do that. However, if you look at the word, there's so much love and so much compassion and so much understanding and teaching about your lifestyle in your heart. You have no other choice but to love on people, to be there for people. Now, I understand some people are like, well, I'm not gonna continue to be nice to me because people continue to treat me bad and they treat me this way understood. There are some times where there are situations where you're not to be beat up, run over, um, just be treated like a doormat because Jesus took nothing from no one. He stood firm in who he was and what it was, his assignment was for being here on this earth. And that is what we have to have that same stance. So the way that Christ lived while he was on earth, that is the example that we have that we live from day to day. So we have to trust the word. We have to trust the example. And a lot of times some things are taken out of context because you're trying to place it literally um, in some situations. But when you read deeper into the word, there's true understanding and true um, comprehension if you study yourself approved, because that's what the word says. Lean not to your own understanding, right? You have to take the word for yourself. Don't take it from your preacher that's teaching and talking to you if you don't research and look for it for yourself. Because a lot of times some of the context or the the scriptures that people are utilizing, it can be taken out of context because it could be um, who that author was speaking to at that particular time. It could even be the group of people. It could be even just what the time was, right? They didn't have racism back then. So to even try to compare or in, impart racism into the Bible now, that that can't be because they didn't have that. Now, did they have classes and people that had different statuses? Absolutely. 
but not based on race because of your skin. And I I'm, don't even know why Holy Spirit is telling me to go there, but I just wanted to speak that because sometimes things can be taken out of context. That's my point. So make sure that you're studying the word to understand it for yourself. And if you don't understand it, then get with somebody who does. I don't even understand everything. There's always something to learn from the word, always something to learn, right? So I'm going to leave you with this scripture. And the scripture for this time is Jeremiah 1 and 5. And what it says is, before I formed you in the womb, before God formed us in our mother's womb, he knew and approved of us as his chosen instrument. And before we were born, we were separated and we were set apart, consecrating. We were consecrated. And he appointed us as a prophet to the nations. That's just so profound to me that God chose us. He loved us. So all we need to do is to choose him. The more that we choose him, the closer that we come to him, the more intimate it comes, the more that your life will be transformed. God will transform you if you allow it, because he's not a, a, a mean God. He still allows us to use our own free will. So you have that choice whether you want to live or not for him. But the thing of it is, it's what we don't like are the consequences that come. And then we sometimes want to blame Satan or we sometimes want to blame the enemy because of the choices that we made, our flesh made. So sometimes we really need to sit back and be like, wow, is this something that I set up for myself because of my choices as I did with my bad credit choices? I can't get mad at anyone else because I didn't pay my bills on time or I didn't take care of debts like I was supposed to. Because we have to still follow the, the laws of the land. And if that means having good credit, being good stewards of our finances, then those are things that we are supposed to do because that's what the word says. So I just love on y'all. I appreciate y'all. I hope that this helps someone. But I just want to remind you to just continue to choose God because he loves each and every one of us, despite of what we think or what we don't think. So please. Just take some time and, and I'm hoping for next week that my, um well, not next week, <laughs> the next time you hear from me, I will love to be talking about me being a good old church girl. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I was always good either. It was just, hey, I was a church girl. So that's what I want to talk about on next time. So I hope that you will take some time to just join in with me. And just remember also, I'm available on Apple Podcasts. What? Yeah, girl. I'm on Apple Podcasts. Turn up, turn up. I'm also on Google Podcasts. So please take some time. Go through, listen, like, subscribe. I'm on YouTube as well. Put those reviews out for me. I'm trying to do something for y'all. I just want everybody to just get better and do better in Christ. That's my desire to just speak it over to you all and have fun while we doing it and be real about it. It's time out for all these filters and this fake stuff. So Y'all bear with me because your girl ain't always perfect, but I do love you. Guys, I thank you so much for listening in and I can't wait to talk to you next time. And remember, God loves you. Thank you for listening in today. I appreciate you taking this journey with me. I don't want you to miss out on any of my amazing transformation experience. So don't forget to visit my social media outlets to have the most up-to-date information on Almost a Wife, but it's still possible. Make your day amazing. And remember, God loves you.